Where'd that cowboy hat go? Down here on the floor. Let me see that thing. Where did you get this at? I bought it at Tractor Supply. Tractor Supply. They had all their little cowboy I call them fake cowboy hats. Yeah. They had them on sale for 10 bucks. I snatched one up. Where's, uh, you ain't wearing that Stetson no more? Yeah, I got it put up. This one right here, there's a straw cheap hat. Work in it. Like you work cowboy hat. Yeah. And it's still hot outside. Yeah. So that's something that felt when that beaver one's hot, son. Well, it's, it's about to not be hot. I know. I think we got highs in the 70s this week. Lows in the high 40s. Come on. That's that's my kind of weather right there, the 40s. About time to get on them white tail. We was coon hunting. It'd be about time to get on them ring tails. Believe that. So, uh, Red-Blooded Outdoors. That's the name of our podcast. Brought to you from Dallas, Georgia. Boom, boom, boom. So I rolled out and left your tail this weekend. Yeah, left me left me stranded here. Yeah. And you didn't do no hunting. Nope. Because I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. I figured you would at least win a deer hunting Saturday. Well, me and Buck were supposed to, and then we woke up at 8.30. And we was like, nah. You know why y'all woke up but at 8.30? When, when we woke up, it was raining. So we did wait for the rain to stop. And then we thought about it, and yeah. then it started raining again. And I looked on the radar, and it looked like it was going to rain for about another two and a half, three hours. Well, you know, our good friend Jason built a shooter house that he said we can hunt any time. And yeah. we have hunted it many a times. So I guess y'all just completely forgot. I don't, I don't want to go out there and just sit, though. I got right. moving around. I feel you. Well, hey, go get your rain suit. Get out there and put in that work, son. I didn't have a rain suit. Go get you one. Am I speaking Russian? No. <laughs> do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go get you a rain suit and put in that work. That's too much work. You just can't. For little. You can't. If your daddy rolls out you can't just give up on your life i didn't give up on my life and just sit around you know what no it was actually nice saturday morning you not being here not saying it not not wow. trying to be mean or nothing but i got what? to sleep in a little bit i got to sleep in till 8 30 and when you're here 7 30s 7 30 sleeping in when you're here you're lucky if you get up past 6 30 that's what I'm saying. So with you gone, this was my relaxed weekend. Normally, I will be up way before you, and when I don't hear you stirring around about 7, that's when I'm like, get your tail up. But now if we're hunting, we're long gone out the door way before that. This was this weekend was like my little vacation, because it's, <laughs> it's a lot having to babysit you. <laughs> now, I think you're saying it was a vacation. Me being gone was a vacation for you pretty much wow cooney it was i mean am, am i that overbearing it's not that you're overbearing it's i gotta just chill this weekend when you're here we're on the go the whole time we're 
in the woods, out the woods, come home, eat lunch. Well, I think we got to go out for an evening hunt. So now we're in the woods again. Work, son. And so it's okay just to just to stop for a little while and just kind of chill out. You got to you gotta work. The only hunt season where we really get to do any type of uh, sleep anyway is turkey season. Because we'll, we'll, we'll go out and then we'll come home and take a nap till the evening and then go back out again. Oh, yeah. We'll take it. That midday lull, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's so hot outside during turkey season, you really don't want to go outside and do anything anyway. But. Well, most, I mean, most of the time, we only do that like late season, though. I mean, when it's early season, we fired up. Yeah, we're pretty much out there all day. All day. But yeah, you get a little break toward the end when they quit gobbling as much and but stuff. I don't, I don't mind being out there all day. When it's cold outside, if it's if it's like really cold outside, and I got to have on a big old jacket and maybe some coveralls, I don't mind being outside all day in the cold. Rather be outside in the cold than in the hot. Cooney, you need to set a standard and adhere to that standard. You too wishy washy. I don't like to do this. I want to do this. I don't like to do this. I need to just chill. I like it when I take a nap in the middle of the day. I mean, That's what? life right there, son. Have you ever woke up at 8.30, got up? Which is not early. Do not think like 8.30 is early. No, I'm not saying it's early. Got up at 8.30, then just kind of piddled around to about 12. Made you a couple sandwiches and a glass of tea. Ate them. Kind of piddled around till maybe two thirty, and then took your old nap till about five, and went back up about five and go back at it again. Wow, it was great. Is that, is that what you did? Pretty much. Yeah, woke up at eight thirty. I think me and Buck stayed at the house till about twelve, and then we went. I think we went to a cat. No, we went. Oh, we went and got that dog he got. Then we come back home, and then. About 8 o'clock, we went to Academy. And Y'all just laid up. Mm-hmm. Man. Even a cow's smart enough to get undercover when the rain's here, son. I think what I did this weekend was the first time I did anything without y'all since 2006. Well, I did do, a, I did do two island hunts. And two turkey hunts without y'all uh, since 2006. And that's it. Every other time I've done something, y'all have been with me, or at least one of you. Yeah. So when I roll out now that y'all are becoming young men, and you just told me when, when I'm here, it's always go, 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 let's do this, let's do that. Your choice is to... So I got this one, this one two-day, three-day vacation since 2006. That was a well-deserved vacation. (laughs) Do I wear you out? No, it's not that. It's just that there's things I would like to do, but I don't want to put I don't want to put off doing stuff with you to do the stuff I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand you're growing up. I understand you're becoming a young man. It won't hurt my feelings if you say, Daddy, I want to go do this instead of this. It's not going to hurt my feelings at all. 
I understand. Yeah, I'd I'd much rather be hunting with y'all. But if you say, hey, man, I'd, I'd just rather go act like a waterhead. <laughs> and A waterhead? <laughs> and just lay around. And just lay around. <laughs> lay around. Why I got to be a waterhead? <laughs> and do nothing. <laughs> hey, that's on you, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think you should set some standards and that not be your your go-to when I'm not here to push you. But but when you're here, let's let's go back to when you're here. So when I, when you're here, if there's a if there's a day I want to just sort of chill and sort of maybe maybe go to academy and look around or go to trash plant look around you know i like doing a lot of looking around i i, I so, won't be able to do that but when you're here it's just come on gotta go let's go let's go there ain't nothing in that store in any of those stores <laughs> that that uh that attract me to them yeah i know they, but y'all we went to academy what was it Thursday night, and we wasn't there but an hour. If we get in the car and start down the road, Daddy go. I'm glad we're out of there. That we was in there an hour longer than I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> we was, man. I don't see how y'all like. There's an art to it. There's an art to looking around. You can't officially walk around the store because you're one of those people that, when you start to get what you call coop mobbing. Where everybody's just right there around you, you're like, "Well, I got you going like a defense mode where you're like ready to attack upon. You're like ready to just attack and get out of there. You're like, Daddy's motto is, I'm not going anywhere unless I have the decision to leave at any time I want to. You if if you say coot mob, you have to explain what coot mob is. I can't because I really don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> So, coots is a type of waterfowl, and um, they're really cool to watch them run on water. A lot of people consider them to be like a trash bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they'll mob up, and uh, they'll mob up together and, like, go around and aggravate the other ducks and stuff. Or they'll mob up and... Get all in your dang decoys and get over here making a bunch of racket and I think I don't think the word is actually mob, but that's what I call it. So when y'all was young and I was trying to do something and it'd be you, Buck, Austin and G Money and maybe a friend or two of y'all's was there and y'all would just be all around me. Like I couldn't even move. That's what I. That's when I'd say, "I right, back up, y'all coot mobbing. Yeah, y'all acting like him coots. Get it, get out away from me." Or like when we're walking in the woods and we're an easy five yards behind you, and you're like, you "Got to back up off of me." I feel like you're pushing me. Or you just make us get in front. I feel like you're pushing me. Yeah. No joke. So, I went and did. Had me a weekend, and y'all said, "Well, Lord, think I'll just lay up because it's raining." I, I, there was a few people that asked what was Cooney doing, and with his brother Buck, 
You made me look like a fool. Because <laughs> I just know y'all was going hunting. I thought, I mean, I mean, I got, I literally got off work. I called Buck before I even left work Friday. And I said, Buck, what are you doing today? He said, well, I, I don't know. I'll probably go get me something to eat and I'll probably go hunting tomorrow. And I said, okay, I'll go with you. And then he got, I pulled up and Buck was already here when I got here. And I pulled up and I was like, well, Mama was going to bingo that night, so. Like, well, you know what? I'll just go spend the night with Buck. We ain't got to take two vehicles out there. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got to worry about Buck not being there all the time, ruining my hunt. Right. So I figured I'd just go stay with Buck. So I loaded my bow and my camouflage up, went to Buck's house. Didn't go hunting. Because I wasn't here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what? what would you consider... I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fact that you just laid up pretty much the whole time I was gone. So, when you think about standard, like a standard in your life, what do you think? Like setting a standard, what 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 immediately comes to your mind? Like a, a standard would be something you, I guess, live up to. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So... So what would what would what would Cooney's standard be as of right now? Do you, would you even say you have one? I don't I wouldn't say I so have one. So you're just open ended. Yeah, I'm just a, a dude doing dude things. <laughs> I'm just a waterhead, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I mean is is what you're saying you just do whatever comes up or and yeah, I just sort of I just sort of go with the flow go with the flow yeah I mean if somebody's over here like hey you want to go do this yeah I'll do that I mean let's do it why why did you say that in a, an Italian accent <laughs> I, yeah I do that <laughs> but another way to say it yeah I do that so but so have you never thought about like setting you a standard I mean because you you said all this time that I've always got you moving and going and going and going and going and going and going to do something, to be active, to be pursuing, you know, to be hunting, scouting, you know what I mean, adventurous. When you buy, I mean, has that wore you out? I mean, it it gets tiring. It's it's rough. I mean. You're you're somebody who's like, don't. This is something you tell us all the time. Don't be running the roads. But every day you're off work, we on the road, son. <laughs> yeah, but y'all, when I say don't run the roads, I mean don't be traveling around, getting in all that traffic, just going somewhere just to go. Running, running just, the roads. <laughs> yeah, just going somewhere just to go. You know what I mean? Have a have some type of purpose. Be on a mission. Be doing something. You Everywhere know I, mean? I went this weekend, I had a reason to go. Well, okay. So what did you go to Academy for? I went to go get boots. Where's your new boots? I didn't buy any. What did you go to Tractor Supply for? I went to go get boots. Where are your boots? None. But I got a kid. I didn't care if you got boots or not. You was just running the roads. 
No, I was going for the purpose of getting boots. So what stopped you? Boots are really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't find none you could afford? Are no, you, there were some I could afford, but none that none that I liked. Right. Hmm. So this weekend, have have you ever thought about putting yourself in a position to to do something that you may just teetotally fail at? No. You got a tick on your arm? No, I'm just sort you of are piddling. You far out of me. I'm just sort of your, piddling around, you know. Picking at your arm. My bad. I'll, I'll stop messing with my body because it's affecting yours so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever thought about putting yourself in a position to do something that, that you just may fail? I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever put myself in a position like that. Have you put ever put yourself in a position to where you just can't quit? To where when you when you say, Okay, I'm gonna do this, they there's no turning back. Yeah. Okay, when? I mean there's been a lot of times I've done that. Okay. Like I can, what? But I can't really I can't think of one, you know. Well I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but in doing something and you said, Okay, I got to do this. Yeah, I mean, this. I honestly, I think this podcast would be one. Okay, hey, and ex- explain how you how you feel that way. I mean, because when we first started, you know, I was kind of because you you know we talked about it for months, and I was kind of yeah, I want to do it, and no, I don't want to. Yeah, and then finally one day we just Mama just went and bought all the stuff, you know. Right. We sent Mama to get all the stuff, and it was like, well, we spent all this money on it. Now I can't go yeah. back on it. Right. So I kind of put myself in the position where something I'm obligated to do now. You know what I'm saying? Not right. saying that I'm just doing it because because of that. Right. I mean, I've, I'm enjoying doing it. So this weekend, what stopped you from putting yourself in a position to to do something hard. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, that's where the standard comes in. You're going to put yourself. You're not going to. You're going to see the odds that are stacked against you and say, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm going after," and I ain't going to give up. I ain't going to quit. So it's like setting a goal with the help of God. I'm going to shine the light of the kingdom while I'm doing this and just give it every yourself. No, a standard in everything you do. Every day. Every day. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with getting rest by no means. There's nothing wrong with getting rest. I'm not saying a man can't rest or shouldn't rest. Sometimes you just beat down and wore out. Mentally and physically, maybe you need a little break. That does that mean you need an all day break? No, not really. You know what I mean. And you you can have standards even in your rest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what and what you do, you know, makes sense. Yeah. So I'm not saying you did anything wrong this weekend by no means, but I figured you'd have been hunting. 
you can get it's easy to get caught up in the oh i don't feel good i don't want to do this it's raining man it's a blessing to get out there in the rain and go hunting imagine the folks that can't go a hunting that want to that that really can't go hunting yeah you know what i mean maybe they live too far from their hunting camp or don't have the blessing of the public land or the little bit of private land we got to hunt you know what i mean i mean to be honest really let let, let, let me let me say something i was at buck's house right buck was my ride everywhere oh so now you're gonna blame it on buck no but not trying to hate on buck or blame everything on buck but buck ain't the kind that really just gets up and goes buck dwells on stuff for hours and but, hours so that's what i'm saying it's it's all in the standard you got to make a decision period you can't just sit there and dwell on it and wonder you got to just say okay this is it this is what i'm doing bam get to moving get to moving you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got and and adjust as you may have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. In work, in fun, in everything you do. Yeah, like me, usually when I whenever I'm going somewhere, like if I'm going out to eat with somebody or something, I'm I'm that's what I'm doing. Like I'm ready to go. I stay yeah. ready to go. That's not what I'm talking about though. It's I, but yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's not. I know what you're talking about. This is a, a dumbed down version. Well, don't don't ever sell yourself short. Number one, don't ever sell yourself short. Put put you plan into action and get moving. So, the way I seen Cooney's day going, and like I said, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I seen Cooney and Buck getting up at 5 o'clock, getting out there, getting in the woods, getting set up. Son, you ain't seen me up at 5 o'clock in a long time. Well, when we went, when it was turkey season, you was getting up all the time. We was getting up at 4.30 in the morning. That's it. That turkey yeah. season. Yeah. That's universal turkey season time, son. We're on deer season time. If you don't wake up in the morning, that's fine. Deer moving, moving around in the evening. Wow. I mean, deer hunting is so low on the list of things that are my priority hunts that I'm not that upset about. Man. It's kind of just been worn out. Deer hunting is overrated. Okay, I'm going to say it. Deer <laughs> hunting's overrated. I think you bumped your head while I was gone. I think deer hunting has been hopped up by so many people. Right. So many people deer hunting. I think it's just way overrated. Hmm. And not trying to say that there ain't nothing to it, but I mean, there ain't nothing to deer hunting, especially around here. Oh, I think you're wrong. I, I believe if you go somewhere around here, it may take you two or three days, but you're you're going to at least see something that you can get a shot at. Yeah. You're going to get a shot at something around here. Well, let's back up a little bit. Because your standard has become, I'm going to rely on daddy. Now, now, just bear with me. This okay. ain't this ain't rising on you. This is the truth. Okay. 
your standard is I'm going to rely on daddy to take me out there to one of his spots. That's on public land. That he has found. He's put the work into scouting. He's figured out everything about these animals that live in this part of the country. And I'm going to kill or have a chance to harvest one of these animals that my daddy's standard found. That's where it's at. Now, o'clock in the morning, I'll even give you six o'clock. I'll meet you in the middle and get up and go out there and put in the work. Take a specific area. Put in the work, whether he's just trying to hunt deer itself, meaning you're not trying to go for a trophy buck, a quality buck. You're just trying to hunt deer. Yeah. And put in that work for either or. You would see that it's not that easy. So that's what I challenge you to do this year. What We had the... The one podcast, what, last time? Yeah. Why don't you add to it that you are going to find your own spot to hunt? Now, well, listen, here's, here's now, the part. No, no, you, let you me have finish. to let me talk now. Let me finish. Okay. You find your own spot to hunt. Yeah. And you harvest your own deer right there. And then mm-hmm. get on this podcast and run your pie hole about how easy it is to deer hunt. Okay, so now it's my turn to speak. First off, you have to acknowledge whether you understood or don't understand what I said. <laughs> I understood what you said. You want me to find my own spot, do my own thing, and kill my own deer. Here's the problem with that. Any piece of private land I hunt is going to be, I knew that person. <laughs> I know that person. I got you that private land. You're stacking okay. the odds against yourself. I'm 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 gonna list. Okay, this is a list. <laughs> it's gonna be I I that I've known that person forever anyway. Any piece of public land I go to around here, anywhere I hunt on the Paulden Forest or Sheffield, to be exact, is gonna be your spot. I've been taking y'all out there to hunt 15 years. I mean, any, anywhere, like the last time, I, the last deer I killed was me and Buck hunting by ourselves. But we get no credit for it because that was your spot. You put us in that spot. No, you didn't. Me and Buck, <laughs> this is how that hunt went. Me and Buck walked down the road, okay, and we, we, we cut off where we knew there was going to be deer at. We knew. All right, time okay? out. Okay? Yeah, time. because you've told us. Time okay. out. Okay. Hold on. Because we've hunted the spot so long. We've hunted the spot so long, we know where to go. But here's where you messed up. We hunt, We was on the opposite side of the road. What we noticed is that there wasn't, there wasn't acorns falling like they was on the other side. Well, we're sitting there, and this deer comes running from the other side, okay? So we say, oh, let's go check out over there. See if there's some more deer coming. We go over there, and there's acorns falling. we like, oh, this is the spot right here, son. All all the acorns are down in here. 
So we set up down in there. We know deer like to eat them. And we know they're coming through here. Me and Buck did that ourselves. No. But what you said was you went to the spot that we'd been hunting for years. Exactly. That the was, only spot I had. That was the spot I took y'all to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but here's the thing. So for me to find my own spot, I'm going to have to drive a minimum of an hour to an hour and a half away from the house for it to be a spot I've never been told about or introduced to. What you do is you say to yourself, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to find a spot on my own. I'm going to scout it. Mm-hmm. I'm go- you can set any standard that you want and adhere to it every day. I'm not saying be specific in setting a standard in your hunting. I'm saying a standard in your life that you're going to do some stuff, right? Yeah. It's as simple as this. Why would you not do it? Honestly, why why would you not do it? There ain't no reason not to do it. Okay. I mean, there ain't no reason not to do it. Right, but you can't do it if you're waking up at 8-something in the morning, going to get you a bologna and egg biscuit, and then coming home and sleeping till 5. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Hey, <laughs> what we were talking world? about we're talking about going on now. <laughs> but what? do you understand what I'm saying? No. So <laughs> you sleeping the whole Saturday away was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. In your eyes. I'm pretty sure in just about everybody's eyes that listens to this podcast. But let's think about it. So you said earlier since 2006. I ain't had a Saturday where I slept till 8.30 since 2006. Oh, great. Sounds like to me you had a pretty good... I feel like in my... That's what, 12 years ago? Something like that? I don't know. I'm not good with math. (laughs) It was more than 10. You're falling apart, son. It's more than 10 years ago. I feel like sleeping till 8.30 once every 10 years. (laughs) Ain't that bad. Because you know you're wrong, you're falling apart. You can't even do simple math. I can't do simple math as a fool. Not because you haven't set a standard in learning math. Yeah, you know I'm I'm being serious. I'm, but I'm anyways, just, back back to finding my own spot. Okay. Your, anywhere I hunt that we normally hunt, your spot. Wrong. Correct. Well, anywhere we normally hunt is a spot that I found by getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, getting out there, scouting, squirrel hunting it, whatever, putting in the miles, boots on the ground, and finding these spots. And And we've been with you. Because, yeah, because it's always been me and you and Buck and Austin and now G-Money has been me with primarily four kids with spanning over 20 years. Poor old G-Money, man. By the time he gets grown up enough to go hunt by himself, there ain't going to be a spot in Georgia. He can't <laughs> hunt. That's his spot. <laughs> so, 
So for a span over twenty years, yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? I've been well. Let's say Buck didn't start hunting until he was about three, going with me anyhow. So seventeen. 16 17 years my goal has been having somewhere for y'all to hunt to put y'all in the best possible spot to try to at least see something have a chance you know what i'm saying so you think about all the time and the miles in the woods that took see what i'm saying yeah and you feel do you feel confident that when I tell you to go somewhere and set up, try this spot, look for this, do you feel confident in that spot? Yeah. Okay. That just didn't happen by eating a biscuit and going to sleep till five o'clock. Yeah, I know that. The biscuit and, and sleeping till five o'clock, that's a that's a rest day thing. I don't know why you keep circling back to that. It's not that big of an importance in the story. <laughs> to me, it is. So, Mm-mm. are you going to find your own spot and harvest your own deer this year and then get on this podcast and say how easy it is to deer hunt? But Because it's easy to you because you're riding on somebody else's standard. I don't mind passing my spots down to you. I don't mind, honestly. I don't mind. But if you do it yourself, if you put yourself in a position to fail, instead of riding with the high probability you're going to succeed, you're going to get a whole heck of a lot more out of it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we go a-hunting... There's nothing in the world wrong with Cooney saying, I'm going to go find my own spot. All that I require is you let me know where you're at. That's all that I require as your dad. Let me know where you're at. Just in case you you are clumsy, you walk like a rock. I walk like a rock? (laughs) What in the world? You tumble. I tumble. So I just require you to let me know where you're at. If you let me know where you're at, the general area, I'm good. Go. Find your own spot. Okie finokie swamp. That's the general area. I'm going to have to go to find my own spot. No. (laughs) Do you accept that challenge? Yeah. Yeah. Say it with... Say it. Be yeah. bold about it. <laughs> yeah. So, it's recorded. Mm-hmm. It's on the podcast. Here we are. 35 minutes and 50 seconds into it. That's the time mark of which Cooney has said he will find his own spot. Okay. And harvest a deer. No stipulations. No stipulations. What's that? Don't. Well... You know, I couldn't go over here because somebody was down there, so that messed my spot up. Now, get in there, find your own spot. No, because if you help me, then it's your spot, see? That's how you try to get me. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it. Cooney, I know you can do it, but you got to put the work in. It's deer season now. It's bow season. Yeah, 
and I ain't even stepped foot in the woods. I know. Y'all had plenty of opportunity this weekend. Honestly, I don't feel like I'm ready to sling arrows at deer yet. Well, that hey, that's okay. That's fine. That That is a good decision. If the you, only reason I was going to go Saturday was because I had nothing else to do. And I could kind of range. And where we were going, I kind of knew where my 10, 20, and 30-yard marks were at. But saying you had nothing else to do was incorrect. If you look in the book, in the Georgia regulations, the Pollard Forest is open for small games all through the season. Go out there. No, what I'm saying is I had when I'm when I said I have nothing else to do, I meant I agreed to go hunting because I had nothing else planned. But what I'm saying is you could have went squirrel hunting. But that that's what I'm saying though, that yeah. I hadn't planned you, to go squirrel hunting. So that's the only reason I agreed to go uh bow uh Deer hunting. Deer hunting. Right. With my bow. Because I hadn't I, I didn't have nothing else planned. So I was like, Yeah, I might as well. Well, you could have always said, well, I'd rather go squirrel hunting or try to find the pigs. We're still looking for the pigs. Yeah. But because I wasn't here, the search for the pigs didn't get done because there was bologna biscuits to be eaten. Hey, son. I found a pig if I had a bologna biscuit. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Oh, Cooney. This is turning out to just be a catastrophe. I mean, I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with how my weekend went. So, are you going to find your own spot to deer hunt? Yeah. Okay. No problem. And <laughs> and you're going to harvest your own deer. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh-huh. Ain't nothing to it. Well, I, we're going to see. As you say, do it to it like Sonny Pruitt. Yeah, I we're going to see. It's uh-huh. it's recorded. So. This weekend, I had the blessing, the opportunity, the blessing to be part of the 307 Project Basic Course Team 14. And I haven't totally wrapped my mind around everything yet on uh, what all went on. But that's what made me raise the question to you. Have you ever put yourself in a position to do something? I had a beard hair get in my mouth. You're over here picking in the tongue. That's, that's beard oh. problems. Beard life, son. Beard life? Yeah. To put yourself in a position to where you may fail at multiple sayings. To put yourself in a position to where you can't say, going back to the truck. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to articulate on it too much because I still haven't really totally grasped everything. An amazing blessing, an amazing experience. The instructors, everybody on the team, I'm just totally blown away at God's work. Totally blown away by God's work if once I collect my thoughts 
and think and pray on some things, then I I will articulate more about it. Um, but I just don't have those thoughts in my head right now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if somebody wants a challenge, like a serious challenge, like no joking around, and you want to face some adversity, you need to try to get on one of those teams for the basic course. I think everyone should do it. Everyone. Hmm. It was awesome. So I look forward to uh, to getting my old brain, getting the getting the gears rolling. Yeah, because uh, it's uh it's been a day. I ain't even been home a day yet. Full twenty four hours from it. Nah, you got home at what eleven something last night. Yeah, About and eleven twelve. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it, but it was awesome, big time awesome. Team fourteen, bunch of awesome people. Chad and Blake, Nathan, the instructors. I mean, jam up. Jam up. Couldn't ask for no better guys, no better dudes. Loved every bit of it. Um. So yeah, set you a standard, dude. Get up. Get to work. Get up. Put your like, shoes like on. Chad says, execute, execute, execute. You ain't got no choice, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to move, Cooney. You're a good kid. You're really, really smart. Real smart. Funny. Funny looking. Waterhead, you walk like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta use the gifts God gave you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like I said, it's okay to get some rest. I ain't knocking some rest. You know what I mean? But you got you got to have a standard. And that, that standard's got to be what you roll with. And you it, you should do nothing but keep setting it higher and higher and higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going to get, you're going to say, okay, if, if, if this is my standard here, you're going to get to a point to where that's not going to be enough. And you're going to keep growing your standard. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I do, I do, I do. You're an awesome young man. I love you to death. And you work hard. And you you work hard on this podcast. And I appreciate that. I appreciate everything you do around the house. Even though you didn't take the trash up. Man, I'll tell you what. When I was gone. Friday, I woke up, went to work. Got home, went to Buck's house. Saturday, I was at Buck's house all day. We, we done heard back. all that. We went to Costco and then... Uh, Spent night at Buck's house again Saturday, and then Sunday I woke up and come back home, but didn't do nothing at the house. And then today I didn't do nothing at the house. Pooney, come on, man. This is my rest weekend, okay? This is my rest weekend. I'm now recharged and ready to go. Ready? Starting tomorrow at 6.30. Okay, we're going to see. Why don't you say 6? Tomorrow at 6. So, uh, oh, yeah, about can, six because I wake up at six and then leave at 6 30. But see, you said about six. How about six? 
About. Somewhere around there. Because mm-hmm. right when the clock strikes six, I'm not just, oh, oh, yep, got to go get, mm-hmm, yep, time you, to get it. You are being absolutely ridiculous. When, when my alarm clock, this is how it goes, okay? I'll set an alarm for 5, 5.30, 5.45, 5.50, and 6. When that 5 o'clock goes off, I'm, okay, I'm on the lookout. I know I got two more alarms. There ain't no, there ain't no feeling in the world better than when you wake up and fall back asleep. That is the best feeling in the world. And then you wake up again like five minutes later. That's the best feeling in the world. Cooney, you you need to watch what comes out of your mouth as well. Why why is this whole podcast me getting on to you? You. And me being gone. I just for left th- this weekend. You're out of hand. <laughs> I've been gone three days, and you are just going wild. <laughs> when you say, when stuff like that comes out of your mouth, that is your standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So what? I have the standards of an 85-year-old man. <laughs> Coney, chill out. Take a breath. Get you a sip of water. <laughs> Reboot your thinking, my friend. Okay? Okay. Reboot your thinking. Okay. So Cooney has a Cooney around the country report. He wants to talk about some strange <laughs> game laws. That's what we're going to call it, Cooney around the country. Yeah. Well, remember when you did the bison report in the, in the Grand Canyon? Yeah. I got to do some research on that, too. Figured out when he got killed. Yeah, you need to. That yeah. was back in August. I know. So you you dropping the ball, man. Well, you, actually, that was in August and in September. So, you yeah. So you dropping the ball because your standards. Mm-hmm. You is know what I'm what saying. That's exactly what it is. Really. So what kind of uh uh what kind of laws? Strange laws. These are strange, like, hunting and fishing type laws. That you consider strange. I consider them strange because I didn't know them what? anyway. Or because they're weird. Something you wouldn't really think of. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, the first one is you can't kill a deer if it's in a lake, stream, or pond in Georgia. Okay, so why you can't harvest a deer if it's in a lake, stream, or pond? Yep. Now, this is without knowing why the law was made, what was brought to the table. Exactly. To make the law effective. You don't have any of that information. No. Okay. I don't so, have. So why would you think that's strange? You think you should be able to do that? I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, earlier we were talking about it, and you brought up a valid point of how you're going to retrieve it. Yeah. But I mean, if, if I seen a monster buck just standing in the middle of a pond, I feel like I'd I'd have the need to just whack him. Yeah, but what, what if he floats or sinks? What if he floats to a part where you can't get to him? And really think about the ethics of it. So you've got a deer in the water, A, either swimming, you said standing, um. Plus, it's not op- really smart to be shooting in the water either for numerous reasons. 
I mean, I'm not saying I would. I said I would feel the need to. I would definitely wait and see if he's going to come out. So do you think that shouldn't be a law? I I myself don't think it should. Hmm. But then again, there's reasons I think it should, and there's reasons I think it shouldn't. Why, Why do you think that is a law? I think it's a law because of like what you said. Right. If somebody shoots a deer, they can't go out there and get it. Now they've also got the option of not uh, reporting it. They're right. not going to report that deer harvested because ain't nobody going to find it in the bottom of a pond. Or a river. Yeah. Or, you know. And if they do, nobody's going to know they, they killed it anyway. They'll think that thing died of natural causes or something. Right. Standing in a pond or something, a lake. Right. Okay, so... I don't think that's strange myself. I think that's... A, that, that was strange to me in the sense of I've never really thought about that. Okay. Shooting something in the water. Yeah. Okay. And then another one is that in New Hampshire, if you shoot a bow, your mm-hmm. arrows have to have your name and address on the arrows. Name and address on the arrows yep. in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder why that is. So normally laws, a lot of times, I ain't going to say normally, but a lot of times laws are made because of something that happened. And unfortunately, a lot of times when it happened to the to the person that's got some clout, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That can bring it to the table for it to be addressed. So I can't think in my mind if maybe... Now, this is without knowing any of the logistics of how the law got there, any of the technicalities. But the only thing that I could think of is if, you know, I mean, I don't know, shot some a person. I, I myself would go more of the route of somebody was probably poaching right. and, shot, and shot a deer or something like that with an arrow. Right. And then when it was brought to him, hey, you going, that ain't my arrow. That, you ain't well, got no proof that's that, my error. That's a possibility. It'd be interesting to know the background behind these laws. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense what you're saying. Maybe there was a case where a deer got poached or something or some other type of animal got poached and they wasn't able to make the case because that information wasn't there for and That them. right there pretty much that, – that right there says – this joker shot this deer mm-hmm. there ain't no way they can deny it right i mean unless they steal somebody else's arrow right so in new hampshire your name and address and address has to be on the arrow yep interesting what else you got i got no trail cameras during hunting seasons in montana in montana mm-hmm. so while hunting season is going on you can't you cannot be running trail cameras. Really? Mm-hmm. So you can use them prior to hunting season to, yeah. for some scouting, but not during. And I, and I, I believe this is one of those ethical things. Okay. Because, you know, they got them trail cameras now that send pictures straight to your phone. Right. So you could be standing on one end of the property, get a picture of your phone of the biggest long beard in the world is right here. Right. Oh, I know how to get to him now. That's an unfair advantage. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. When those, so those cell cameras will shoot, can shoot a picture straight to your phone, mm-hmm. and then through the app, 
and then you know exactly what's there right then. So if you're hunting a piece of property, you could technically be sitting in the truck and a picture come to your phone and you know which way that deer's facing, which way that deer come from. Or which way he's headed. Exactly where it's at. Turkey, deer, whatever you may be hunting, you know. I can see that. I get it. It makes sense. I, th- I think they could put on the books, though, that they could just ban sale cameras during hunting season instead of all trail cameras. No, that would be more of... I think, I think Arizona banned cameras, period. I, m- I may be incorrect on that. It may be similar to Montana's law. I... I- I think people should be able to use trail cameras all throughout the year, no matter what right. season or anything even, it is, no matter what type of camera it is. Even the cell? Yeah. See, I myself wouldn't – I wouldn't use it that way, though. Like if – which I've got one. I don't even have it hanging on a tree right now. Um, I wouldn't use it that way. I mean, that's – to me, that's unethical if you're – waiting on the picture to go off and say hey here i am and then you slip in there and and try to get on it i'm sure there's a vast majority of of hunters that would that wouldn't use them for that but i feel like there's just that it's like that thing where the the just that it all it takes is that one person to get it gone right i mean i myself don't have a problem with it i i I wouldn't use it for that reason, but I don't think, especially if it's on their land. Yeah. For just because of that. Yeah. I mean, if that's how you want to hunt on your land, do it. Yeah. I ain't got no problem with it. I wouldn't, but. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, ethics play play a part in it, though. I mean, and I mean, I ain't saying, I, I guess I ain't saying they should be banned because that's a possibility for somebody to do that. Uh, I definitely wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's not right to the animal, in my opinion. In my opinion, that's, that just ain't right. You know, waiting for the pitcher to come in and saying, okay, here we go. In my opinion, sitting in a deer stand all day, waiting on a deer to come by ain't right. But <laughs> Whoa, no, son. I, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. I, I feel like it's the same thing. Cooney. I feel like it's the same thing as using... Sitting there in the truck, waiting on the picture to come through to tell you the deer's there. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. What are you really doing? Wow. <laughs> so you you just I mean you taking the hardcore route of either I'm gonna stalk this thing down or I just ain't gonna do nothing. I mean that deer ain't sitting there waiting on you. Why would you sit there and wait on him? Wow. I mean let's, let's get it. That but if that's what your standard is. <laughs> I mean, okay, if that's what your standard, <laughs> do it. Touche, Cooney. Touche. Huh? What we okay. got now? Then you got no lighted knocks in Oregon. No lighted knocks. And the knock, that's the end piece of your arrow. Right. That goes on your. Yeah, that hooks your arrow to the string. To the string, yeah. None of the ones that light up or whatever. Yeah, so so when you release your arrow, the knock lights up, 
and uh what it essentially does is help you be able to see the flight of your arrow mm-hmm. so you get a better understanding of where the arrow penetrated the deer and a lot of times sometimes it's hard to find your arrow after you shot oh yeah through the deer because it, it'll angle off or something like that or shoot sometimes it might shatter it might bury down in the dirt and it helps you find your arrow that's that's strange i can't figure out why i, I don't i don't i don't have a i don't i don't even know i can't process a scenario in my head where that would be where that would have to become an unlawful act well because there's a lot there's a lot of information you can get off of a, an arrow right yeah uh first off if seeing seeing your shot placement you know it could help you understand better if you did indeed make a good shot right yeah so you oh yeah i put i put that joker right in his heart or that's that's a double lung you know i'm gonna sit right here and wait 30 minutes an hour before i go try to retrieve this deer or man i made a bad shot way back i need to give the deer you know two hours 10 hours whatever if you can't find your arrow like i said there's a lot of information on that if you got green slimy stuff you know you made a bad gut shot you might have pieces of bone on it you know to help you tell where it was at uh you might have blood with bubbles in it so you know that's probably a lung shot mm-hmm. i mean there's a bunch is there is there a bunch of blood on the arrow is there just a little bit is there only hair on it you see mo- most state agencies seem as if they're driven uh when it comes to actually finding your game that you make you go to all efforts to find the game that you shot either with a rifle or an arrow so that i guess and that i think don't go that, to waste i think yeah absolutely you don't want that you don't want a deer to just sit out there and rot that, that's good meat i mean if somebody could argue that's a that's a i can't i I can't wrap my mind around why that would be a law. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Yeah, it is. Hmm. That's really strange because that lighted, that lighted knock isn't, in my opinion, anything that gives you an advantage on that anything before the shot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't give you any type of advantage on getting to that animal to be able to harvest it, you know, in the apprehension of any game. It doesn't give you any yeah, advantage. Because that little light don't click on till you release, till you yeah. release that string. So all the value in that, to me, is after the arrow is released. Nothing beforehand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all the value in that is to help you find that animal, in, in my opinion. What do you think? I feel the same. I feel like it'd be more of an encouraged thing than it is a 
something that they would be like, nope, can't do that no more. Yeah. I mean, there had to be a, a real weird scenario go down. Right. For that to even be brought to the light. Yeah. Interesting. All right. What you got? No harvesting albino deer in Tennessee. In Tennessee, no harvesting albino deer. Which is a pure white deer. Right. Interesting. I don't know if that's a a population thing. If they're trying to keep the population of albino deer going up or <laughs> what, I don't know. Because hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that al- I, that's not a genetics thing. I mean, it, I'm sure it is. I don't know if it's something that gets passed down in deer or not. No harvesting albino deer. The only thing I can think of is maybe they would think that an albino deer is at a disadvantage because of its color. I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so, I mean, they're easier to pick up. They're easier to see. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe they feel an albino deer... Uh, has the odds stacked against it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it comes to the hunter versus deer. Yeah, you have way more of an advantage over it. It so, ain't, ain't going to blend in with nothing, especially not up in Tennessee. So, so uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know. That's strange. Yeah, I didn't even think about it standing out more than the other deer. Yeah. I was thinking like population of albino deer-wise. Not- I don't, I'm Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even think an albino animal can reproduce. I don't. I don't think they can. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they can. So I don't. It's nothing to do with population. No killing deer. Yeah. If that's a hundred percent true. Then you have in Alaska, a person may only carry a slingshot, a concealed slingshot, with the correct permits. I did a little bit more research because I was like, is there really that many people carrying slingshots in Alaska where we got to have these joggers having permits? But that goes for, that's they, they, they're applying it to the same laws as carrying a concealed knife or any other weapon like okay. that. Okay, so it's not, it's not really along the lines of hunting. Not really, but right. it's still weird. I mean, when I was looking up strange hunting laws. Right. It was one that I come across, and it was weird. Right. So it had to be talked about. So if you're and I mean, if you think about it, you can use a slingshot to hunt with. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But so you have to have a permit to carry a concealed slingshot mm-hmm. in Alaska. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. I guess there's just a little bunch of Bart Simpsons running around in Alaska, son. <laughs> Man. That's that's weird. In Pennsylvania, it's illegal to catch a fish with your mouth, your hands, or dynamite. I get the dynamite. Uh, I get the mouth. You get the I get the mouth. Yeah, what? that should be illegal because that's weird. <laughs> Who is trying to catch fish with their mouth? <laughs> it should be illegal to be creepy everywhere. <laughs> so that is weird. <laughs> Biting at the water? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I wonder who in the world I I get the the hands. I mean, I, not that I agree with the law, but I under, you know, there's a lot of places like Noodling in Georgia wasn't 
legal till a while back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they, you know, find the catfish in the holes and go down there and stick their hands what's, in the, What's that one girl that does that? That Hannah Byrne? Yeah. Yeah. She's always got the scars all up and down her arm. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could do it. But the mouth. You don't think you could noodle? No. Why not? No, I am not letting my arm get slapped up into some catfish mouth, son. Nope. Tony, come on, son. You got. I'd, to, I'd rather just throw my pole with my chicken liver out there, You got there, to son. do hard stuff, Coney. No, that ain't hard. That ain't hard stuff. That's just weird stuff. Man. I'm going to stay out of the water. I'm going to cast from the bank. Okay. Wait, what if something comes by and you're down there washing your hands and you got a chance to... And he bites up on my arm? No, you got a chance to bite him with your own mouth no. and pull him out of the water. Especially if it's a catfish. No. No. Who, I'm, who is trying to catch... It had to have been like somebody swimming and a fish went by them and they go... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man. let's think about it. How many fish can really fit in your mouth where you can catch a fish with your mouth? Because yeah, it'd be more like biting a fish. Well, you know, like a bluegill... Or a catfish or something, that fin at the top. It'll that tear, jo- tear your mouth up, son. <laughs> I'm talking about that thing that rearrange your teeth for you. And you I know? feel like a bluegill might even grab onto your bottom lip or your top lip. Right. I think the fish would be catching you. Mm. What else you got? That that one's weird. <laughs> They're all weird. <laughs> I got the, uh, the no dove hunting in Michigan. Yeah, that's just a... That's, which I later learned tonight that that was a normal thing that happens in places, which is weird. We didn't have dove season. The time between uh, turkey season and deer season would be nothing. We'd just be sitting set for squirrel and hog. Unless you got an alligator tag, which we didn't get one this year. No, we didn't get one. In Wyoming, it is illegal to photograph a rabbit. Without a permit from January to April. Now you're just writing stuff down. No. You just you made that up. No, that's that's real. Right. I actually so, found that in multiple different spots. So, say it again. Wyoming, it is illegal to photograph a rabbit without the correct permits from the months of January to April. Wow. Hmm. I wonder... I wonder if it's got something to do with their breeding and they don't want them harassed. That That's that's the only thing I could think yeah. of was you're interrupting their process. It, yeah, interrupting something. That's That's got to have something to do with it in Wyoming. Hmm. Well, how about next time you do a report, Cooney, you do the the research all the way around it. I think that was a real good, a real good report, and I'm glad you uh, found that information. The extent of my research to this was figuring out if they were indeed true or false. All right. So as long as you're coming at us with straight up truth, and I did indeed fact check all of these. Okay. So hey, we're all about truth over entertainment, right? Exactly. So you come with some truth. Good job, Cooney. I'm proud of you. Maybe next time I'll set my standards a little bit higher. Don't no, it's never maybe. 
So, so next week I'll come into this podcast with higher standards. I'll, I will have at least attempted to figure out where I would like to find my own deer season spot at. No, don't. See, how, look, listen to me. For the second time in this podcast, the words that come out of your mouth, you said maybe next time. Why maybe? You never know what's going to come up. Cooney, don't, don't. I'm ju- always prepared. Don't just, re- don't just say something just to say it. Always so. prepared. Then execute, execute, execute. Okay, sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All joking aside, I'm proud of you, bud. Get your butt in gear. Get your butt in gear, you hear me? Mm-hmm. I love you. Love you too, papa. Do you got anything else? No, I reckon that's it. That was a, a good cooney around the country. I ain't got nothing else, man. Me neither. I mean, you're, there wasn't much going on your weekend, I guess. That there was, there was so much going on in my weekend that look, because you didn't hit a lick at a snake. Because I explained not doing nothing a lot better than you explained doing something. Well, you will understand. <laughs> yeah, you will understand once I do explain something. You'll be like, oh, okay. Light, bud. All righty. I'm done with this evening. Me too. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces.